Hey everyone and welcome to episode 26 of Robbie's Backstage Bands. Today I'm joined by Salisha Thomas, who you hi. might know from Beautiful on Broadway. So uh, hi, how are you doing? Hi, I'm great. It's nice to meet you. How are yeah, you today? It's so nice to meet you. I'm all right. Um, it's cold though. It is cold. How cold is it? It's where not, you're at? I don't think it's, it's, it's nothing like minus, I don't think, but it's not warm. Okay. Have you got um, warmth or are you? Well, I mean, I was in New York City. That's where I live, but I, it was too cold. And the thing is, I don't mind the cold. It's just everything is shut down right now. So I, I can't yeah. even take my walk every day if it's like 10 degrees. So I'm in California and it's 70 degrees. Wow. That's nice. It is. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> awesome so how have you been coping with the, with the shutdown and things like that how have you coped in yourself robbie it's terrible oh, oh. my gosh i was in rehearsals for the britney spears musical, and i was having so much fun i'm like oh my goodness this is my second broadway show my first original broadway cast super pumped the cast we bonded so quickly and then everything just shut down in an instant and it was quite the adjustment, especially like I feel like a lot of people who live in New York City, including myself, we move there because we like the hustle. We like the grind. We like the go, go, go. Yeah, no. And for everything to just be like, and you have to go home. Save the world by sitting on your couch. It's like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm losing my mind. I literally was Googling, what does it mean to stay home? <laughs> <laughs> Google was like, don't leave your house. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Is there any other meetings of stay home that I might be able to get by? Right? I was, I definitely was going stir crazy. Um, but it's been okay. And I, it's just been like, a, oh, maybe it is okay to like, take a second. And what I am learning is that even though it seems like everything's on pause, life is still going. And I'm still getting older. Ah. Like, and to make the most of my time, even when I can't like do what I went to New York to do, like do what I love the most. Mm -hmm. It's, it's been a journey and kind of exciting to explore these different parts of me that I've not given a chance because I've been so focused on just the stage. No, I get you. And I mean, we've all been saying for all this time, oh, I wish I had time to sit at home and finish watching this. And then the universe gave us too much time. We didn't want this. This is not what we wanted. Why have we been given this? This is not what we wanted, right? Is Send it back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the first sort of questions I've got for you today are about your journey. So the first question is, what is the journey of how you got to where you are today? Okay. Um, yeah. It's a lot. That is a big question, um, but let me sum it up. So I used to work at Disneyland. Yes. I love, I, lo I did some character stuff. Um, and as a vocal, I know, as a vocalist and in a show called Mickey and the Magical Map. And it was truly like a dream job. I had auditioned so many times and I never got past the first round. And this final audition, I was like, they're, they already know who I am. They don't want me. And I'm so <laughs> glad that I didn't talk myself out of going because I was the last person seen that day. And I ended up getting a call back and I ended up getting the job. And wow. it was, oh, I loved it. But then a time came when I'm like, I really want to be in New York City. Mm -hmm. And I was only working one, I gotten dropped down to one day a week at Disneyland. And so, I'm like, let me go to New York and just see what happens. Yeah. Just a visit. We're not going to let, we're just going to visit for like a month and not tell anybody. So I gave all my shifts away to one of my friends and we kept it very hush hush. No one even realized I was gone. But while I was there, I fell in love instantly. Oh my gosh. Have you been to New York City? I haven't. So I come. Amazing. It's like Disneyland on crack. It's the whole city. Wow. It's, it is so, oh, it's magic. Get me that. It's magic. And while I was there, I was like, I can't just like move here, can I? And I was going back and forth. I'm like, can I just leave my life? And I met a homeless man who looked at me and he said, I don't know who you are, 
but you need to move here and you need to do it now. <laughs> is this a musical or is this your life? I mean, well, this is real life. And he gave me goosebumps over my entire body. Wow. Literally, we were, I was waiting for the train. He said that the train is rolling into the station. I'm like, oh my God, what just happened? His eyes were twinkling. I got on the train. He didn't. The doors are closing and I'm looking at him through the doors and he mouths the words, good luck. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, oh. What is happening? So I took the day to think about it. And by the end of the day, I called up Disney and was like, hey, I'm in New York. They're like, what? And I put my two weeks notice in. I sold everything from sitting on a rock in Central Park the next day, booked a round trip ticket, went to California, got rid of everything, got rid of my apartment, my car, my boyfriend, came back to New York within two weeks. And that week I heard about a show called Beautiful the Carol King musical. That's convenient. And before I'd even unpacked, I got a call saying that I was going on tour with the show. Yeah. I got an audition and, and the, I didn't know that was their final week of casting. I, I had just heard about it. They'd been casting it for months. And um, yeah, wow. my I went to see my friend in Motown and he was, he brought me backstage. I was like, oh my gosh, Broadway. I was never been backstage at a, at a Broadway theater. And he showed me all around and he was like, I'm going in for kinky boots. I'm going in for beautiful. Hey, you could be in that. Like, it was just so like casual. He was like, you should ask your agents about that. Like tonight. And, and I did, and they had got me in two days later. And then five days later, I'd gotten the job. Wow. I toured with that show for two years, left that show. And before I got back to New York, they'd offered, they said your part that you did on tour just became available um, on Broadway. Do you want it? Wow. Do you want it? In a text. I mean, <laughs> wow. You can't make this stuff up. I've been waiting for this moment my whole life and you just go and casually text me. Text. Yeah, wow. Do you, wanna, you wanna be on Broadway or not? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like absolutely and i loved that show literally my audition my agents were sending me out for agents uh for shows for, for other shows and between you and me i would sabotage every audition because i did not want to leave beautiful but i didn't want to like tell them that i didn't want to leave beautiful uh oh did i lose you oh there you are um and so I would go to the audition and I would like do good, but just like, I just would. Slightly mess it up at the end. Yes, a little bit. And, and I stayed in beautiful until we closed and they had to drag me out of the building. I loved that show. You'll be back when it returns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then a couple months later, I got the Britney Spears musical and then the pandemic and here we are. And here we are, just waiting. Waiting for it to return. I mean, hopefully it'll be soon. I think it will be. Well, yeah, I'm hoping so because in the UK we've we've got sort of provisional things set up that they can open from May with guidelines in place with social distancing. But then from the end of June, they hope that they might be able to fully reopen everything over here, which is crazy. And I hope god that it happens can you even imagine a world where we can go back to normal i i've forgotten what normal is all i can remember is that we've just booked a massive west end trip to go and see like nine shows in five days because ah! we, we've missed so much we're like we're going to... nine wow so all they're all scheduled to reopen hopefully yeah they've they, well they kept ticket sales open and They've just had to keep pushing them back but we've got shows booked and that makes me so happy that we've got things booked for august so hopefully that's exciting i'm hoping i hear something soon well, along the i hope you do too but i also hope that you maybe transfer with with the britney spears musical over to the uk so then i'll, I'll come down and say hi you know that would, be, that would be so cool. That'd be quite nice. <laughs> but anyway, my next sort of question is, did you ever have any other career paths in mind when you were younger, maybe that you wanted to go down or was it always this? Uh, 
I always wanted to perform, but I didn't know you could do that for a living. So it, in wow. my mind, theater was just like fun. It's just fun. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm going to be a brain surgeon because I feel like they're rich. And then I went to like these conferences about being like in the medical field, saw blood, hated it. I'm like, ah, nope, 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 nope. Then yeah. I really liked law and I wanted to be a lawyer and I was going to conferences about law and trial advocacy. I joined the mock trial team, was on that path, loved it. Um, I really did love that. Yeah. Um, I was also a musician in high school and I oh. loved that. Um, loved music. I was actually a better musician than I was at, at theater. Um, but when I saw my first Broadway show, make it on Broadway, I was like, oh, we're done. This is what I want to do. Yeah. And I, once I decided that, I never had a plan B. No. I mean, you don't need one. You know, with a, this is it. Theater is, is the life. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I've never needed a plan B until a pandemic. Uh -huh. And then, never... then we're a bit stuck. <laughs> Yeah, but if you have, a, I think that if you have a plan B, this pandemic is really a curveball. But like in real life, if you have a plan B, a lot of times it's such a safety net. It's so easy to just fall back on it mm -hmm. and not give your plan A your full self. Exactly, because you, you sort of think, well, this isn't working out for me at the first at the first hurdle. You know, if it doesn't work out, you think, well, oh, this isn't working out. But if you just take a bit longer to get over that, then you will not have to fall back. So what's the point in having one if it's just going to be used as a way to get out of your dreams? Exactly. Exactly. You can have a plan B that is super safe and boring. Like you can fail at your plan B. So mm -hmm. why not just go full force for your plan A? Like if you exactly. can fail at something that you don't really want, might as well like yeah, if you've got a plan B, you really need to take time to think about why your plan A is a plan A. Yeah. Wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to jump into a bit of a chat about your career. Boom. So just imagine magical things sliding across the screen. Whoa. Um, <laughs> so the first thing you mentioned, you did Mickey and the Magical Map at Disneyland. What was that like? gosh I loved going to work I'm like I don't want to spoil the magic how old are your are is your audience I mean they're they're a range everybody well I don't think there's anyone under like too young I don't think I don't think okay. I, I mean I the magic but like so working at Disneyland I, I played a princess and loved it I loved it and so basically we had five shows a day at Mickey and the Magical Map and the shows were 20, 20 minutes, 23 minutes. And I was on stage for like two of those minutes. So all day it was basically we're backstage, like watching a movie, watching football, playing wow. games, doing homework. And then, oh, let me go on stage for just a couple minutes. And then we're back having fun. That sounds it, fun. It was the freaking dream. Just being like, oh, is it my turn? And then even in the rehearsals, it's like, okay, there's five of us playing the same part and wanting it to be my turn. Like, instead of it being the opposite, I know that you're you're younger, so you haven't had a chance to be jaded yet. But like, a lot of times you go to work and you're like, I don't want to do it. Like, no, <laughs> that's not how it was at Disney. It was like, is no. it my turn yet? Can I? And there was one time that I remember showing up to work and I wasn't feeling like a hundred percent. And I told them, I was like, I'm fine. I can do the shows, but like my throat's a little scratchy. And I was talking about for the next day, I was like, I don't really feel great, but I'll be here tomorrow. Don't worry. And I showed up and there were two of us. I'm like, they were like, just do every other show. You're fine. Wow. Same pay. I'm like, oh my goodness. That's I felt cool. like they really took care of us there. Yeah. Oh, that is so sweet. But I mean, I always, I always wanted to work at Disney until I realized you could, you could go and be a performer. Then I was like, actually, I'm gonna do that. But, but Disney was always my first. I want to work at Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was my first one. I went to Disneyland Paris. Yeah, that's why well, I've been a couple of times there. I've never been 
um, to Florida or California or anything, but oh yeah, gonna, I'm gonna cross that that river, that big river that is the sea. And <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna come to the states. I don't know what for, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Wait, you're a performer too? Yeah. Are, where do you? Well, I've I've you know I've not even had a chance to do much yet, but um, hopefully, one day. I mean, you have the energy of, you know, being at the highest level, I think. I love a bit of energy. I mean, what's life without energy? Yeah, absolutely. So that was your Disneyland time, which sounds like a dream, but also Trevor the Musical existed. Now, tell me more about this. You know about Trevor? I mean, I know a lot of Trevors, but I, I do know about Trevor. <laughs> Um, I skipped over that part of my journey because I don't know. It was such a time of my life. It was like perfect. I loved being in that show and oh, we were always wondering what was going to happen with it. Mm. So when I left the tour, before I transferred to the Broadway company, I had decided I'm going to leave the tour to give New York a chance. The day I decided I'm going to leave before I put my notice in, um, I was like, I'm going to leave this tour. I got a call from my director from Beautiful telling me that he was doing a new show called Trevor and if I'd like to be a part of it. And I said yes before I even realized what I would be doing. I thought I was playing the nerdy girl. And when they gave me all of the music, it was all Diana Ross music. And I was like, oh, I know this. Wait, what? Oh, I'm Diana Ross? Yeah. This is great. <laughs> That's awesome. I was wow. going to, I didn't care if I was, I didn't care. I just wanted to be in it and I loved working with him. Mm. So um, I was a part of that production and our cast, like we bonded so quickly and I loved it. And, you know, while I was doing that show, I actually ended up going to a Diana Ross concert and I got to see her live. And Robbie, I wanted to meet her so bad. I wrote, I tweeted her, I wrote her PR. I got my PR to write her PR. I was like, what can we do? Can I meet her at the show? I'm playing her right now. Yeah. And, and I got to the concert and I went to the VIP booth. They were like, we got your emails, Miss Thomas. We did everything we could, but she's not seeing anybody. She won't even see us tonight. I'm like, oh man, thank you for trying. It's okay. Wow. My ticket was for the back of the theater. And I'm watching the show and Robbie, like, I'm the type of person who like, I like to follow the rules. I don't like to ruffle feathers or do anything that I'm not supposed to. I'm like, I paid for this seat. I'm gonna stay in this seat. And I felt like this inside of me, everything inside of me was saying, get up, get up. I'm like, get up and go where, where am I going? And it would not leave me alone. It was almost like somebody was like pulling me. And eventually I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? So I got all my things and I like said, excuse me. And I went out into the aisle and I just started walking to the stage. And I was all the way in the back of the theater. And there was a lot of people towards the front who were like up at the stage. Like there was a lot of people down there. I was like, I want, I'm gonna just go. And when I walked down there, it was like the sea is just parted. I didn't elbow anybody. I didn't like even say, excuse me. It was just people just were, just moved there was like a path straight to the stage and the next thing i knew i was at the lip of the stage watching the real diana ross in all her glory wow and she looked down at me <laughs> she looked down from the stage at me and said do you want to come up here and dance with me nobody had been pulled up on the stage the entire concert, it felt very random. And I was just like, yes! There weren't even stairs to get to the stage. A bouncer comes out from stage right and dead lifts me, dead, like just lifts my dead weight onto the stage. This is amazing. And I look to my left and I'm just like, how did I get here? And she's looking at me like, come on, girl. 
and her eyes are this big <laughs> and her hair is this big and she's has a fan in her hand and a microphone in the other and she's just fanning and she's like dance <laughs> and i'm looking at her like how did this happen no and i start to dance and i'm just like and then i look at the audience like oh my gosh and then i look at her and she's just like and she starts laughing and then she just hugs me incredible wow i don't know i mean I don't know. Did playing the role mean more to you after that point? Like, oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. wow. And then going to rehearsal the next day, my director was at that concert that night too, and he got the whole thing on video. Oh, um, I'm so glad this is like, that. met her. I don't know. There you I go. Don't know. Yeah, that show was really special from beginning to end. I loved everything about Trevor. And um, right before the pandemic, it, it moved off Broadway, and I wanted to be in it so bad but the day that i got the offer was the day i got the offer for the britney spears musical <sighs> mm. i just felt a pull for that one but yeah no i i mean it's always good to take new opportunities when they come isn't it so and obviously that's gonna that hope still is gonna be yeah hopefully so that's gonna be awesome so then obviously beautiful is something you've done quite a lot let's talk, let's talk about that what, what was what was that for you what did that mean to you uh i don't know it felt so special yeah i had such an attachment to that show and i and i don't like i felt such a loyalty to that show no one made me feel that and i don't know if my co-workers necessarily felt that it i felt very like this is my show <laughs> and i and I loved every minute of it. And whenever new people came in, I was like, and welcome. <laughs> it, like you have a friend in me. And I, I played like the role of the ambassador that I like to think like on tour. I felt like <laughs> mother hen because I helped launch the tour. I was there from the very beginning. Yeah. And at, at, at a certain point I was kind of, I wasn't ever mother hen, no. but like every time there was a new person, I would always be one of the first faces like, Hey, just so you know, the show is awesome. And like, we got each other's back here and you have a friend in me. And usually people would go off and find where they fit within the cast, but they always knew that like, if they didn't make any friends, they could be my friend and I would be like, I just loved, I loved everything about it. And then moving to Broadway was even more fun oh, because yeah. you can go home at the end of the day on tour you're in a bubble, you travel together, you work together, you hang out together, you do all the stuff together and you never get a chance to get away from each other. So sometimes there can be like stupid drama. Broadway is not that. It's like, you come to work, you're there for three hours. You if you home. like, yep, you like each other, we can be friends. If you don't, it's okay, bye, <laughs> like it's okay. It's like not personal at all. And it, it was just like, with that, even people were even closer on Broadway, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, Robbie, I really loved it. It, it does look amazing. See, I was meant to see Beautiful. I haven't got to see it yet. It was doing a tour, which was happening. And the week before I was going, everything shut down. But again, like you said, loyalty. Um, they did a tour a couple of years ago. And then a lot of the cast members from that tour are back in the, were back in the cast for this tour. I think it is a thing like that. That's just the show itself, I think. Ah, yeah. A lot of the people from the tour, they asked to come to Broadway. Yeah. And it's they, they gave a lot of Broadway debuts. It was uh, it felt really special. And every now and then Carol King would come around and this she's she's amazing. Well, I mean, you know, if she's ever she's, if she's ever around, you know, give me a call. I'll uh, I'll make it my mission. Fly over. She's so genuine and so sweet and so humble like i can't believe how much of a rock star you can be and that humble at the same time it's incredible goals i mean you've met some incredible people i mean already we've spoken diana ross carol king who's next have you got any other hidden ones up your sleeve is there anyone i don't know if you know who cicely tyson was she just died uh she's like the mother like black mother of Broadway, of television, of everything. Like when 
when Cicely walks onto the screen or when Cicely walks onto the stage, it's like very sobering. And I don't, I don't know if you know who she is, but like in my, like black people are crazy about her and she just died after her memoir just came out. Mm. And I, <laughs> I would run into her all the time. She's like, she's legendary. And I would see her walking across the street on the Upper West Side. I'm like, oh my gosh, let me just make sure that she gets across the street safely. I would be in an elevator talking, telling a story. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm standing next to Cicely Tyson. I'd be at the bank. She'd be making a deposit. I'm like, this is awesome. That's New York to me. I'm like, yeah. you run into anybody. I mean, anywhere. Yeah, I'm guessing London. Well, London seems to be quite similar to that, I'm assuming. I mean, I've been a couple of times and not not living there. Maybe I will be one day. Who knows? Um, that, that, I think that's our version of New York, but it doesn't seem to be as grand. It's it's like it's it's big. It's it's well known, but it's not. West as, it's like New York has the pop. We've just got. <laughs> I, I know you're, there are places that are bomb, like London is bomb, Paris is bomb, Chicago is bomb. I will say though, like I get what you're saying, New York is on steroids. It is, but we love it. <laughs> we love all of it though. Oh, London is everything. I can't, yeah. Big cities, the place to be, everything happens there. A lot, yeah, a lot of things happen there. <laughs> and to me, it's like, Moving to New York, I found uh, I found it really interesting that things that would happen amongst friends or like just it wasn't a big deal, it would make national news. I'm like, wait, what? Um. I'm like, how? Because we're in New York and people think that if it happens in New York, it's a big deal. I'm like, that was not a, how? That to me was the craziest adjustment, seeing regular things happen very in very close proximity. Yeah. And then hearing about it from people who live 3,000 miles away. I'm That's like, insane. How do you know about that? Who told you? Right. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. No, I bet. And then obviously you were in rehearsals. Do, 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 what can you say about the show? Is there anything you can say? Is there anything you can't say? Yeah, there are, there's some things that I can't say, so I won't, um, but I will mm -hmm. say it's a good show, oh. which, you know, you never know with jukebox musicals. You no. just don't know. It's like, okay, you got a bunch of songs that you are going to know. It doesn't mean that the show is going to be good. Well, I can, I like to know when I'm in a show, if this is a piece of, if it's crap or if it's <laughs> i just like to just have a sober judgment about it and watching the first act being mounted for once upon a one more time i'm like y'all this is good it's and at the time it was exactly what we needed and now even more so i can't more. believe even with i don't know if you know about like the free britney mu movement and stuff so Britney Spears just got like a documentary on. Oh, I heard like, about this. Yeah. On Hulu, and there's like a whole movement happening that wasn't as strong at the beginning of this pandemic. I'm like, this musical needs to happen now just to yeah. celebrate her. Like she is. Bring it. Yeah, basically. It's, it's a lot of women empowerment. It is like music. girl power. It is great music. The choreography is awesome. It's great. I can't wait. Well, I, even if I wasn't in it, I would be so excited to see I'm, it. I'm excited. It's not even going to be over in the UK yet. So uh, <laughs> it's fantastic. They'll have to come over. But then, and I thought I think we should we could do a little bit of a swap. You see. Or, or we can not swap, we, we can just, you know, just bring them over and we can share, it's fine. But if, if you bring 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 Brittany over here, we'll give you Anne Juliet. Please tell me you've heard of it. You must yes. have. Yes, yes, yes. So the, the only deal I have to make with this is that you play Juliet and then. I would love to play Juliet. Well, <laughs> we're sorted, aren't we? Um, <laughs> that that would be incredible. I would love because that has some Britney songs in too. Yeah, 
and at first it was like these are uh, coming out at the same time but it actually oh. is, i think it's work out just From what i've heard of it it's incredible that's what i've heard too i'm seeing it hopefully soon have you seen six yet do you know what this is a touchy subject every damn time i book the tickets they're like ha, corona <laughs> i've had so many so many tickets <laughs> so i was due to see the tour that was like no and then they were doing a drive-in tour and we booked tickets and then they were like no and then they were doing a, a a social distance run down in manchester we were like tickets and then it was no <laughs> so my gosh the show is fantastic mm -hmm. it's, it is so good i've got three friends in it and there's only six of them but like they are awesome and i just had a couple of them on my show <sighs> oh the american obviously the american yeah. version not yeah. the the uk version and the show is they are so talented it's so, so good it's I so mean, good one thing about this pandemic is um whether it's good or not is obviously a lot of people have resorted to bootlegs which is being posted a lot more on instagram so you'll be scrolling down your feed and all of a sudden there are the six girls just hanging out and i'm like it wouldn't hurt if I gave this a cheeky little watch, would it? <laughs> you know, it pops up on your feed. I can't do anything about that now, can I? So, um, so I've seen some of them and oh, wow, is all I can say. It's so great. <laughs> I can't even deal with it. It might have been the last show I saw. Really? What was the last thing I saw? Thrill Alive. That is a, that is a show and a half. Please tell me. You've got that, or you've had that over there, surely to God. Michael Jackson? It is, yeah, it's a Michael Jackson jukebox musical. It's already happened? Uh, Thrill Alive, yeah. I think it only happened in the UK, possibly then, maybe. Whoa, I didn't, didn't know about this. I'm opening an MJ musical on Broadway. <laughs> they were on about doing that, weren't they? Is that ever going to happen? I think it is, but... I hope it does. We, we, we beat you to it though, guy. I'm very sorry. I know, I didn't realize it was already a thing. I will, look, hang on. I'll just casually show you a picture in the middle. I don't know if you can see that, there's the set. Cool. Yeah, it's, I've seen it twice. <laughs> Is it bomb? It's that good. No, it's incredible. Honestly, so good. Oh, I love this. I love geeking out about shows. I'm like, yeah. I haven't got to do so long which i think it brings us quite well onto your podcast do you want to talk about that a little bit you oh. can get yourself a little plug in there yes it's called black hair in the big leagues and <laughs> i like interview a bunch of like black people on broadway and, and even a little bit like in tv and film and pageants mm -hmm. and we talk about hair but it's really like a gateway to just amplify black voices because talking about hair is talking about so much more. It's like how we're showing up in the world. But one of the reasons why I started it was because I was feeling so disconnected. I miss being in a dressing room. Mm. I miss being like, I don't have to go to Broadway world or playbill.com to know what's going on. I just have to go to work and we're talking about all the stuff. And I miss that sense of community and that connection. And so I was like, how can I get that sense of community back? And I decided, well, if I start a podcast, I have the best excuse to randomly cold call all my girlfriends exactly. and all my friends. And we talk about all sorts of things with it centered, with it being centered around hair and, you know, the black experience. But I, it translates to if you love theater it translates to if you're like an ally trying to like learn it translates if you just like the shows that people are in like we're yeah. talking about all of it and and it makes me feel like oh yeah i'm not alone no we're all you're not. together um, and you've had some absolutely incredible guests on there just who have you yeah, had todrick hall who was in kinky boots and i mean american idol youtube sensation he just did this thing with brandy when the black cinderella just got streamed on disney plus um alex newell who was on glee 
and Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, and he was in uh, Once on This Island, um, starring in that. Um, Miss USA came on, and Miss USA, the t Miss Teen USA from this last year, they both came on, and then wow. I got almost every Black contestant from Miss USA last year to come <laughs> on. They're so fierce. And then also I've gotten um, the girls from Six. Yeah. I've gotten so many Eliza's and Peggy's from Hamilton. Um, a few people from Book of Mormon. Oh, I love that Angels, show. Lion King. I've gotten stars from every show, just about every major show on Broadway. Wow. That is a big, big well done for that as well. And I'm assuming a lot of them are just your friends, which is... And that's kind of like like how you wrote me. I'm like, I don't know. I might not even see it. You yeah. know, it doesn't it doesn't mean that just because you write somebody, they're gonna see it no. or that they care. So it's easier when it's my friend. I just text them. I know, right? I just text my friends and be like, You're coming on, when are you free? But if it's somebody who I don't know, it's like, hey. Yeah, that's <laughs> the hardest part, isn't it? You've got to explain what you're doing and then you've got to explain who you are and you've got to introduce yourself all in one short message because you know you think well are they going to read it if it's long it's it's just like yeah. but what annoys me and i'm sure it probably annoys you too is being left on scene <laughs> it's it's horrible <laughs> it's so sad it's so sad <laughs> you took the time to read the message but you didn't interact I wish it was so good when you responded. I mean, I was like, oh, I like to do these kind of things whenever I can, and I think they're fun. And also, I know how that how it is being on the other side of it as well. Yeah. But also, when it you're young, like when it, I, well, my heart opens up for like young people. I'm young too, but not as young as you. You're like half my age. And, <laughs> And like when people are in college, I know what that feels like trying to just kind of wrap my mind around certain things or get my feet wet, get my questions answered. And so Absolutely. I'm always open to doing that if, I, if I'm if i available. And that is incredible. I mean, it's, and I'm so thankful as well that you've come on to speak today, because not only are we chatting about your career, but we're also just geeking out about theatre, which is, you know, literally what we all long to do at the minute, <clears throat> which we can't do. The theater kid. I'm the theater kid who happened to get in a Broadway show. So I, I will always go to the stage door. I will sign every playbill that is handed to me because even if no one cares who I am, only because I was the theater kid who I was like, I don't care if you were a, mus a musician or a swing. Exactly. I want everybody's signature. This is me. <laughs> so so I'm like, please come out, please scribble on my playbill. And so I will always do that being on the other side of it. Unless if somebody's like, I don't want it, which- I don't want you, please leave. No, I <laughs> I can't imagine anybody doing that. And if they do, I know. But you, can, you can sign my playbill, except I don't have one and through a screen. Like, yeah. <laughs> not quite working. Otherwise you could sign mine. <sighs> it really is a shame. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now let's sort of jump onto the fans questions bum, bum, bum. so the first question is from trevor as he likes to get his questions in does my granddad see this is good trevor the musical trevor asks if you forget a line on stage what do you do oh my gosh i look so dumb okay so i've <laughs> i've experienced this in all sorts of ways if i forget a line on stage i'll make something up and you don't want me to make something up because I talk how I talk and my character doesn't usually talk how I talk. So oh. I'm like, I know one thing. This song is not for the Shirelles. If and then my if I forget the next line, I'll be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> 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 I'm the worst. Sometimes I whenever my whenever the creative team was in the audience, my mind would I would forget. It was horrible. I'm like, I promise I know this show. I've done it 1500 times, I promise. But they would make me so nervous. They'd be in the audience and I would forget a line. <laughs> I would look to the audience like, help. <laughs> I'm like, I'm about to get fired. <laughs> and then look back oh at the God. person and be like. <laughs> yeah. But then there are times when 
if I'm able to just take a breath and just react how I wouldn't in real life, it's way better, so much more natural. And mm -hmm. if I don't tense up, the audience won't tense up. There you go, exactly. And I mean, to be fair, if things go wrong, it's live theatre, it's gonna happen. And <laughs> to be fair, we enjoy it. I mean, <laughs> not to make fun of people for anything, but I, I enjoy being there for the mishaps. I mean, it, it just enhances the experience, doesn't it? Gosh, it's horrible. On tour, when things would go wrong on stage, the whole cast would run to the wings to watch. <laughs> and the person on stage is like, you, y'all suck. Cause it ain't nobody helping me. You're just watching like this. You're watching me from the lines. <laughs> laughing. Oh. Just, I can just imagine it. I, I can. Um, so the next question is from Evie and Evie asked, who is your dream podcast guest? Audra McDonald. That was quick. You oh, Audra McDonald, hands down, seven time Tony Award winning from Fresno, California, which is where I am at right now. She is from here. This is where I'm from. No one cares about Fresno, but guess what? Audra McDonald came out of here. Like she is Broadway royalty. Yes. Love her. I love her. Go and find her, hunt her down and get on the podcast i am working on it i've been working on it since october been uh, in touch with people for a very long time and i hope i'm just hoping for a date they're like she's still busy she's still busy yeah audra mcdonald absolutely so the next question is from Lindsay, and Lindsay's asked what was your favorite thing about beautiful my favorite thing about beautiful yeah you know what so a couple different things. So one, I loved just being a part of the Broadway community. That was my first mm -hmm. intro to that. And it really does feel like, oh, this is awesome. Like learning that being on Broadway, there's, there's more pressure, but it feels like less pressure. That is crazy to me. Like regional theater and in college, it felt like you cannot mess up or else. And on Broadway, it doesn't feel like that. It's everyone is so much more chill. Mm -hmm. And if you mess up, your castmates will just laugh at you. No one is like, you're bad. No one is like, no, everyone's good. Yeah. You suck tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was crazy. Um, and then my other favorite part was anytime Carol King popped in. You can only imagine. I mean, she pops into the UK like every now and then, but she doesn't do it often. Yeah. I, I think she must have done it a lot more often over there because the most recent tour cast didn't get to meet Carol. Mm. But she came when it opened on West End. And I think when they did the first tour, she came. Yeah, she's I mean, so she sounds awesome. I, I love to meet her. She is. In the last event that I did with her, she was like, we were singing and dancing. She was like holding my hand. I'm like, oh, as you did. Yeah. Are we friends now? Because <laughs> I like, can we exchange numbers? Like, let's hang out, Mama Carol. Like, <laughs> literally. Just give me a number, Carol. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the next question is from Emily. And Emily's asked, what is your dream role? Ooh, I don't think it's been written yet. Ooh. Um, yeah, I want to be Olivia Pope in Scandal the Musical, number one. Um, if Trevor if Trevor ever goes to Broadway, Diana Ross. I want to play Diana Ross in that iteration of it. And also, you know what? It would be really cool to one day down the line um, play Cinderella in a production, right? I know there's a Cinderella in the Britney Spears musical, uh, and all and I'm not that like, but like one, I don't know. That's well, we are getting a new production of Cinderella that's just been written by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, it's a new musical that's getting done with Carrie Hope Fletcher, who is the best of the best over here. Um, and obviously, Andrew Lloyd Webber, the legend himself, is writing it. If you look it up on Spotify, there's a few songs they've released, so you'll have to listen to them. But we're getting a new production of it, so maybe if that comes over, which with it being a Weber, it has to. Uh, yeah. Oh, that would be, that would be awesome. 
see, see, this is good because I get to educate you on shows that you didn't know about. Right? I, this is what we used to do in college. Like, we would all put our knowledge together. I'm like, wait, what's happening in the West End? Like, what's Memphis? What's, like, what are these, what is, the, like, wait, Dreamgirls is happening in the West? Like, what, all this stuff. And Literally, this is, this is us. And then we're like, oh, Broadway, I've got another new show. <laughs> right. Wonder when that'll come over here, yeah. That, that is all it is. And the last fans question is from Lily and Lily's asked, what would be your advice to aspiring performers? Take your training seriously, whatever that means. Like some people go to college to study theater. Other people like go to conservatories or just take dance classes or voice lessons or acting lessons, like invest in that so that when it's time to get on the stage, because at a certain level, everybody's good. So it's important to focus on, like that should be, a, has, at some point that has to be a given. And then, so when you show up to auditions, it's not about your talent. You can sing it, you look the part, you have to come from like an energetic place your, the energy that you bring to a room is almost the most important thing, I think. If you're an energetic fit for the people behind the table, it, I, that is what I have found. It's not who can sing it the best. It's who do, you, who do they vibe with the best. So if your training is down pack, you don't have to think about, am I going to make this note? You can focus on your personality shining through. Yeah and who you are being like the star of that audition or, or anything. Yeah, 100%, that's good advice as well. And it's different because every, any time I've ever asked for advice on, on these things, the advice is always different. And that is what I love because everyone has their own way of getting in. You know, you don't have to necessarily train at a specific college or performance school or anything. You cannot train, but obviously you would have to focus on training your skills, but you yeah. don't have to formally train. Right. And it also that that um, approach helps me to stop comparing because if every if you compare yourself, it's like it kind of kills your confidence. But yeah. like if you remember, like what makes you the right fit for it is you what you bring to it. Mm -hmm. You know. I get you. No, I totally get you. It is comparing and that is awful. You know, you'd sit there comparing yourself forever. Whereas if you just work on yourself, you'll get somewhere more likely. Now, the last thing, the thing you've been waiting for is your quiz on how well you know beautiful. So let's find out the questions. So it basically goes difficult, easy, easy, difficult, middle. <laughs> So the first question is, how many songs are in the cast recording, including the overture? 35. Oh, 25. Oh! So I was, that was... See, you said the overture, so I was like, there's like seven songs in that. I don't know, I was gonna say 23. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, what's the next one? The next one is a nice one. It's a finished lyric, and all the lyric is, is you give your love. <laughs> what? It's so easy. You give your love? That is the only part of the lyric I'm giving you. You've got to finish that off. You're not going to sing it for me? No, you're going to sing it for me. <laughs> I'm like, you give your love away. No, that's Hamilton. Wait, um... You give, you give, you, it will. you give. Is it from my song? No. No. It will snap into your head in a minute. It will. <laughs> you give your love. So sweetly. That was from my song. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you love so sweetly. There you go. So, I mean, that is a good one. I do like it. It either clicks straight away or it doesn't with that, with that specific lyric. It either does or it doesn't. 
but then once you get the tune for me obviously it's obvious because I wrote it down but right Uh I I found it easy but obviously I did because I wrote every night that I sang my song I was like what comes next the words of this thing again every night what show am I doing um (laughs) (laughs) so question number three is easy it is who is the original Broadway Carol King Jesse Mueller yes definitely one of the dreams for this podcast if you want to do it Jesse if you want my number just I mean I might be able to help you out with Abby because we toured together but I, I never mean, got to do that'd Jesse. be fantastic I'm I'm happy for that that would be a dream um this is the difficult question and this is the one that most people have gotten wrong beautiful wise <sighs> both beautiful and another musical have a song with the same name can you name the musical and the song? Uh, on Broadway? No. It is, <clears throat> I tell you what, I'll help you out a bit. It is the title number from Beautiful. It's. <laughs> Oh, oh, sure. Oh, so beautiful. The song is yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other show is something rotten. I don't know. Oh, Heathers. Heathers. Yeah. I listened to one of those song, one of the songs from Heathers yesterday. Who's that outside my window? And I was like, oh, I like this song. Who sang this? Jessica Keenan. I was like, I know her. <laughs> great song <laughs> i had no idea no, I had no idea. to be fair that is the hardest piece of beautiful beautiful heather's trivia in the world um, and the last one is one that i've adapted because obviously i haven't interviewed anyone from beautiful across the pond yet so uh i've adapted this one for you what year did beautiful officially open on broadway so not the previews the year that it officially was open 2015 it's 2014. Oh, shoot. I should have said 2014. It was January 2014, and the previews started, I think, in October. I started touring in 2015. That would not have even made sense. <laughs> Do you know what, though? I think you did well. Thank you. I think you did well. Um, now, the last few things is, firstly, I want to remind everyone watching that um, I'm trying to raise a little bit of money for acting for others, which over here is our version of the Actors Fund. Um, so I'm going to put a just giving link in the description. And if anyone wants to put anything in, just do that. If you've got anything, I know times are tough with money. So, but do what you can. And that, that would be really great. Um, because they support everybody at the minute because, you know, everything's shut down as I'm sure you're aware. Um, <laughs> uh, secondly, just a reminder to follow the social medias and things to find out who's coming up next in the zoom where it happens. <laughs> um, that was awful i'm so sorry uh, i would what am i doing with my life anymore who knows but finally thank you so much for joining me it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you you've been a dream thank you for having me you're oh, wonderful so much fun so great thank you so much for having me it's been so much fun and thanks for watching everybody and i'll see you in the next episode <laughs>